and the swamp owners of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this Keep. is yeah. the big and wild. Just let us know when our live our mics are live. Just say you're live, or you're Jonathan Swindle and Bill George. Good morning, everybody. Steamy. Woo! A little warm out here. There's, there's like no breeze right now. Zero. I'm just waiting for the music to fade. <laughs> kind of like it. I'm digging it. Yeah, but then we're shouting over it. It's up. Ah, oh, there it is. Ah, ah. Oh, <laughs> it's a brand new day out here at uh, G5 Feeding Outdoor. We're out here outside, getting a little uh, shiny, getting ready, getting out here uh, for the second annual Gator Clinic put on by yours truly, Bill George, over here to my left, which is really weird because he's never this close to me in the studio. <laughs> he was kind of freaking me out. I was like, why, why, why are you getting over here? Why, why are you over here? I'm used to Vince being here on the right, uh, but you're usually way over there. Over Sleeping there. in the corner. Yeah, in the yeah. corner. So... Uh, uh, today's your big day, man. It's number two for you. It is number two, and and uh, we we turn around and never never know because you don't you know you send out notices to people that we're putting on a clinic, but you really never know who who's going to show up or you know how many will show up, and so you kind of plan for whatever. Well, what kind of clinic are you doing, Bill? We're doing an alligator hunting clinic. We're going to turn around and. Talk about gear, licenses, what you got to do to try and stay legal. Uh, and at the end, we're actually got some uh, alligator meat that uh, has been taken off the carcass. And we're going to do a little demonstration on defatting it and preparing it for either storage and or prep. Oh, that's a good idea. I, you know, I was, I'm glad you're doing that because I want to learn how to clean all that gunk off of the meat. Oh, I can't see you doing that. Why? Much. I do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> really, Bill? No. And, really? Uh, yeah. I don't I don't go. I went, I went with him and we cut up the hog and we did all kinds of stuff, man. Yeah. I don't mind getting dirty. I, I'm just saying I can't picture it. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying. I can do it in flip-flops and, and Hawaiian shorts and a, and a T-shirt. I'm good. Well, I guess. Not I guess, very good, though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Well, whatever. Not very good. Not good <laughs> at all. And, and so we're we're going to try and do that. We have some uh, zatarans to put on it, just a little fish uh, fry batter, and go season it up. Drop it in some grease. We're actually going to cook some of it up. Yeah, Robert, uh, who uh, works over in the uh, uh, motorsports and boating division over there at G Five, that's what he was saying yesterday. I, he said, "Oh wait, tomorrow's the Gator Clinic, right?" And he goes, "I said yeah," and he said, "So am I going to get an opportunity to taste some alligator?" And I said, I don't know. Depends on what Bill George is going to do. I said, plus, what, what's keeping you from it? You got smoking Ace's Barbecue right up the street here. They got Gator Nuggets. They got everybody. There's 10 restaurants within a 10-mile radius of here that serve Gator Nuggets. And the last time I was in Felton's down in Plant City here, they actually carried it. See? So somebody could go pick it up and uh, cook it up themselves. But yeah. these, these won't be Felton Nuggets. These will be built. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let that mind. one go. Never mind. It'll be so gator. do you ever grill the gator? Because I've grilled them. You have? I, I have. have not grilled the alligator. I've We've done smoking. So, 
I actually, um, you know how they have those copper mats that you can use yeah. for the stove and the grills? Actually, I use a copper mat on a grill, and they ca- it came out really, really good. That's not really grilled. That's more like well, uh, you, you you cook it on that, and then you put the char marks on them afterwards, so you don't dry the meat out. Oh, okay. Duh. I would have been like, you know, put them on a skewer stick or something and just put them on there and turn it about for about, what, three or four minutes, and then you're done. Well, you dry them out, then it gets chewy. Really? I, th- I thought about turning around and sending you home with some alligator legs for you to try on your uh, smoker. Oh, the big green egg? Yeah, yeah. why not? Sure. Gator legs? I don't know. <laughs> if I go home with gator legs, you know who's going to end up with them. B. That's right. Bart's going to get them, and he's going to, like, Turn them into some sort of weird French thing. I don't French know. French <laughs> whatever. It'll, it'll, be like, what? it'll be like sous vide <laughs> yeah. uh, for five weeks and then uh, uh, floured and whatever, and they'll look like those little things in the cartoons with the little white puffy things on the <laughs> end of the Is that kind of, you know, what do you call an oxymoron or whatever? Alligator being sous vide in water. For <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We would it's do called it in water. payback, I guess, or something. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. It's one Spends of his things. life in water just to die and go back into the and water. You're cooked in water, sure. <laughs> now I can see the kids holding it like a turkey leg. Oh, that'd be awesome. So, Well, you're going to get an opportunity to see all that. And, of course, we are out here live at G5 Feeding Outdoors. If you want to come on by today, it's at 4960 U.S. Highway 92 west of Plant City. It's an easy drive, as uh, Vince found out this morning. Uh, if you're coming eastbound on I-4, you just look for the Dinosaur World exit, North Branch Forbes Road. Get off, take a right and uh, on the yeah. exit, go straight to the light, take a left, go down about Not even a half quarter mile. mile. Yeah, yeah, quarter mile or so, we're on the left-hand side. And just do the opposite if you're heading westbound. It, I mean, it, you get off at Dinosaur World, take a left, you know, underneath the overpass and Go to the light, take a left, and boom, man, boom. I will tell you, first thing in the morning, I'm on the road talking to him, and I finally caught up. I thought I was ahead of him. He was ahead of me. I catch up with him. This man drives like an animal. That's right. Learn by the best. I'm driving behind him. I backed off like 15 car legs. I'm like, bro, you're scaring me. (laughs) He's up on the cars, up on these big old trucks. (laughs) I swear to God, if if we were drafting (laughs) and racing, he'd be bumping. This is right on time. When I did the the Daytona thing and I had the driver with me and we're going doing laps on Daytona International Speedway, I'm back behind those other cars and everything. He gets on the mic just like this. He goes, are you sure you've never done this before? And I was like, every day on I-4, my friend. <laughs> like, I'm like, if, if bump drafting was legal, trust me, man, I'd be whoop, boink, move. Let's do it. Do the Earnhardt. Move over, like, man. Thank Get out of the God way. I'm in my own car, dude, because <laughs> I had a heart attack. <laughs> I'd have all white knuckles and shaking by the time I got here. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all those payback for all those years that all the little cars did it to me on uh, when I was in my. It seems like the bigger your vehicle, the more people do that to you. Oh, the stupider they so are. So when I'm driving drive. around in my Ford, when I'm got you know the big truck, uh, you know somebody's always either slamming on the brake. Or yeah, he's got brakes. So I'll just pull out in front of him. Yeah, stopping these forty-inch tires is just as easy as those little fourteen-inch <laughs> donuts you got. Yeah. So, but anyway, we're going to be out here all day today. Believe it or not, we're going to be broadcasting uh, the entire show. We have some guests that are coming by and. Some folks that are going to be stopping by and talking to us, of course. And then on the inside, Bill's going to be doing some inside. And then we have the tent set up outside so that we can be out here because of the, you know, the C-19 thing going around. But trust me, uh, G5 has plenty of buffs. If you don't have one, you can come in and purchase one and be right here inside the door. You can buy one and go about your day. It's for, all good. For those who don't know what a buff is, what is a buff? 
It's uh, like the pantyhose that bank robbers used to wear in the old days. But now people wear them to protect themselves from the sun or from the wind. Or a lot of people now are using it for uh, C-19. Although I heard that now they're not legal to use out of Disney if it opens up. It has to be a, uh, you know, CDC approved, uh, you know, some sort of. Uh, breathing apparatus or First off, I'm, or I'm, I'm not even going nowhere near Disney the, yeah, any time in the next five I'm years. I'm out unless I'm fishing. The thing is, you turn around, the mask really isn't so much of a protective thing, but it reduces the distance travel of of what you're spewing. So I would Who's think spewing? A, what are you yeah, spewing? I, I would think a, a buff would do just as good as the regular mask. And here we are talking into styrofoam microphone covers. <laughs> That have been used by no less than 5,000 other people. Awesome. Including the crew that hangs out with Orlando at his toy drive. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, I got some rubbish alcohol in the car. Trust Hold on, me, man. Right back. We are immune from everything. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We appreciate you listening this morning. Don't forget, you can always call in at 888 404 888-404-1010. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Bill George, Braden Gunn, Vince Noble out here broadcasting live at G5 Feeding Outdoors. We got our uh, first employee showing up today. He's late. It's Ozzy. No, he's not. He's here way on time. He's way, way early. What time they open up the store? Ozzy must work in the back. No, he works on the dock. I was going to say, because he can't be in a speaking Ozzie, role. Ozzy, he works on the dock. <laughs> he can't be in a speaking role. Nobody can understand Ozzy yeah, when he he's can. talking. Yeah, he's, he's, no, he's Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. He, he, he can he barely works, understand you, Bill. What are you he, talking he about? He works on the dock, <laughs> and he uh, runs in here and does uh, cash, uh, runs a register here over in the feed section over here in the hay exchange side. Bill was trying to make it funny. So, I heard him, yeah. You're trying. <laughs> trying really hard. He's trying. Ozzy is. What do you want? Rock and roll! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a crazy train! My kids, when we'd watch that show, and they'd be like, how come you can barely understand him, but when he sings, you can hear every word he says? Isn't that insane? I don't know. I said, it's like British guys. You know, when they're doing interviews, they're all like, boy, when they sing, like the Beatles, they, they, you hear every word they say. Anyway, we're out here broadcasting live at G5 Feeding Outdoors. Got the Gator Clinic going on today. It starts at 10 o'clock, goes until Uno, right? 10.30 to 1. Uh, okay, I said Uno, so I was right. Yeah, but you said 10 o'clock. Why not? It starts 10? at 10.30. Why 10.30? Gives us a little bit between when we close out the show and to get ready and reset oh, up for that. Oh, 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 so you aren't scrambling like you were last year. Yeah. I got you. Look at you uh, being smart this morning. But hey. uh, that episode 10.30 to 1.00. It's happening out here at G5 Feeding Outdoors. Uh, Bill's going to give you all kinds of hints and tricks and be here to ask all your questions. Uh, he is the king of the gray area, so if you've got one of those particular questions where uh, you have a, maybe a guy in the FWC and you ask him and they kind of give you that, well, eh, you know. Uh, I'm not staking my career on yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going to give you an answer <laughs> anything. Bill George will be more than happy to give you the correct and honest answer. Well, I will tell you, I was very happy to have Bill George with us last weekend. Yes. We were out on Dunedin Causeway doing you know some what? shark fishing. It was eye-opening because it was so funny because after your little diatribe that you had with uh, Richard Huggins, uh, he said, oh, did you stop and get your permit? Yeah, here we go. Uh, 
It was like <laughs> Bill Jordan said, I don't need a permit. I don't need a permit to be here. Well, yeah, you got to have one to fish here. And he's like, nope, no, I don't. And the reason was? Because the shark fishing permit is required to fish from the beach. And we were not on a beach as defined by rule, which is an area primarily of sand that has has enough sand to support sunbathing. And that was all rock. Yeah, there was no sand. There well, was, sand. It, it, there was yeah. sand under the rocks. but It went literally, if you've ever seen the north side of the Dunedin Causeway, it's it's basically uh, a guardrail, a place to park, a dirt road, a strip of grass, and then it drops off into rocks, yeah. all rocks on the side. So uh, Bill George said, you're going to put a beach towel out there and lay out there? Where are you going to sunbathe here? In the middle of the road? You, you can't. There's no, there's no discernible beach as described by law in the Florida statutes. So, I, uh, of course, Richard just looked at him and goes, I'm keeping this guy on speed dial, man. He's my legal I, I, assistant I, I now. I'm keeping him on speed dial because I'm going to keep him in case I ever get called out or anything. Well, Because we all went and got permits, you know, to be able to fish there, and you don't need one on that side of there. Not not a shark fishing permit. You obviously need a fishing license. Of course. But you don't need the special shark fishing thing to go from there. That was um, so funny. And, and, because Richard just kind of got that look like, what? Are you? No. That's it. I'm keeping him on speed dial. Well, the, the wheels were turning. You know, as much as I am in the public, I don't want to be in the wrong and not have what I needed to. And even like at the end, I really, you know, I wasn't going to fight the fish or anything. But when we were bringing in all the lines, and technically, I grabbed a hold of that rod to reel it in. At the end of the day, you're in the act of fishing. I, I, I would be in the act of fishing, and I, if if I were said beach, I would have had to have a permit. But then again, it was after dark, so I didn't. There can't be any sunbathing after dark. So even if it was sandy, it couldn't support sunbathing. <laughs> <laughs> that never, is true. I never thought of it that way. Holy so, moly! These so. are the things you need to know. And like I said, if you got a <laughs> if you got a gator question that's in that same kind of vein of area where you're not really sure, like, uh, can I go hunt my neighbor's pond or? I got a friend of mine who uh, is the maintenance guy at a golf course. Can I go out there and do that or whatever? I mean, all those kinds of questions that sometimes you get hem and hawed on when you call the FWC or you talk to an officer about it because mainly maybe they may not know the answer right then and there, and maybe they can't pick up the phone and, and talk to their lieutenant or someone who is of higher rank where they can get a hold of them. Uh, so th their best answer would be, don't push it, or maybe you shouldn't attempt it. Yeah. I mean, it's always better to err on the side of caution, and officers will always tell you that. But if you're in the right, like Bill George, and you know the rules and you know those <laughs> things, then I know it sounds kind of smug or whatever, but in reality, if you explain that to an officer, and then he goes over and looks it up real quick, then he goes, well, you know what? You're right. Well, I mean, uh, if you're right, you're right. I did have a situation like that a number of years ago where I was looking to go to uh, a particular place that everybody said you couldn't hunt. And being me, I wanted to clear everything up before I went because, A, I did not want to be harassed while I was out there doing what I was doing or turn around and be on my way out and get stopped with a dead alligator and not get them on ice as quick as I need to get them just because you're trying to straighten some stuff out. And yeah, I, you're spending the next 45 I, minutes trying to explain your, your I, side. I, you know, I went and, and informed everybody from Tallahassee all the way down to local <laughs> uh, 
law enforcement what I was doing, and I never got the final thumbs up from from local law enforcement. And two days out, I'm sitting there calling them up saying, this is what I'm planning to do. I haven't gotten your thumbs up. I'm just trying to make sure you're aware. And they turn around and says, you can't do that. And I'm like, yes, I can. And we had to go down and go through the rules and regulations. And I had to show them where, A, it was legal for me to do what I wanted to do. And, and he was like, I, you're good. Uh, by the way, here's where I saw a big one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If you really want to go hunt naked, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's like, you, you know, as much as you can do advance to clear things up, you're much better off because then you don't have to worry about, hey, is this this law enforcement officer that's going to show up on board or not? I turned around, they communicated out into the field what was what I was getting ready to do, and it 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 went all smooth. <laughs> Great, he gets a statewide alert. Bill George is the only guy who gets his own statewide alert. If you see this guy in a Hawaiian shirt and he doesn't have pants on and he's out there gator hunting, it's Bill. Know, it's okay. Yeah, we've already cleared it all up and everything is fine. He can do what he's got to do. Hey, you know, talking about you know law enforcement, you know, going back to Dunedin really quick. You know, at the end of the night, at eleven o'clock, they shut down the causeway. So Pinellas County finest, it lights up like Christmas. You see blue and reds everywhere. And they're going down the causeway telling everybody to leave. It's time to go. They pull up to us, and we're sitting there like the bill, and I'm like, well, let's see what happens. The cop rolls up, gets out. Hey, guys, y'all have shark fishing? Well, yes, sir. The poles are right there. They're in the water. You got your permit? And the one guy has his shark permit or his permit to be on the pier or the pier, the causeway. He goes, well, I got the one. And he's like, does anybody else? We're like, uh, nope. <laughs> so he's looking. He's like, you know what? You guys aren't causing any problems. Don't worry about it tonight. It's my discretion. I'll let you guys fish. Go about your night. Have a good time. Good luck. And yeah, but, but, but in reality, it, you we know. We all should have been sent home. No. No. No, you shouldn't have. I should have just walked into the water line, and then I would have been in. Yeah, but then he would have got you when you came out. I would not have been on the causeway anymore. But when you came out, what if he sat there and you sat there all he night? He sit there all night long. I'm leaving. The moral of that story was the officer was really nice and very cool to let us stay, Bill. And I didn't want to cause any problems at 11 neither, o'clock. Neither in did I, but, I, you know, you hold that ace up in your sleeve, you know, just, just in case. case. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, it's all good. But uh, So all these things will be discussed today out here at G5 Feeding Outdoors. If you don't know how to get here, look it up. You got your little uh, uh, GPS machine, I'm sure, on your phone or anywhere else like that. It's at 4960 U.S. Highway 92 in Plant City. West of Plant City. Uh, it starts at 1030. I know we had uh, a lot of people. I shared it in a couple of gator hunting groups and places like that on our from our Facebook page. And a lot of people, because of the fact that the FWC is not doing the gator seminars around the state, there are a lot of people who are going to be trying to mosey their way out of here from all over the place. I mean, well, if you all are coming out, do me a favor. I need a styrofoam cooler. Why? Some dry ice. What? A fan and some air duct. Are you gonna make a swamp? I'm gonna cooler? make a redneck cooler yeah, air conditioner right here. I got air conditioning. It is hot, inside. man. Oh, you're fine. It's muggy. There's well, no breeze. Listen, if you wore a nice Hawaiian shirt, Bill, you would that's be all you, brother. Cucumber. That's all you, man. This is a guy who literally <laughs> hangs out at a beach all day. That is true. Yeah, and, I mean, but these, I'm used to that coastal breeze coming off the water, man. There ain't yeah, nothing. There's, there's not much air moving. This I morning. feel a little bit right now. We got a little. The only bit. breeze I feel is a freaking gnats flying by my face. <laughs> 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 kicking up, kicking up breast. It's uh, it's all it's all good. Well, uh, you know, gates uh, are opened up here at G5, and of course the doors will be opening up here pretty soon. 
So if you want to come in and do some pre-shopping or anything like that, you're more than welcome to come on in. Uh, I know that uh, Rob's here and uh, Val just pulled in, so uh, somebody will be here to run a register pretty soon. So if you want to come in and get a, a four-wheeler or get yourself a boat or uh, any of that kind of good stuff, come on in today. We're all going to be here hanging out. I'm going to stick around and stay until uh, 7 o'clock tonight. I know you're going to get out of here. Vince uh, has got yeah. stuff to do today, but uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. He's got a little pool party to go to a little bit later <laughs> on today. But we are G5 Feeding Outdoors broadcasting live out here today. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay right here. We'll be back. Taking a quick one. Welcome in, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring in Bill George, Vince Noble. Jeez. We're out here broadcasting live out here at G5 Feeding Outdoors, 4960 West U.S. Highway 92, just west yeah. of Plant City. And um, come on out today and uh, hang out with us. And uh, we got the Gator Seminar starting off at 1030. Goes all the way to 1, so we hope to see you here. It'll be a nice, beautiful day. We're not expecting any showers until later on this afternoon, and uh, it's going to be like yesterday. They develop over here, and then they push over there towards the coast. Driving home last night, I told Vince yesterday when I talked to him, going across Howard Franklin, I was like, oh, man, these were the days I lived for when I was a big-time hydro slider and everything. I mean, the whole bay was just like, beep, flat as a mirror. You know, I was like, you don't get to see that very much along these, except for these hot, muggy, you know, no wind days after a big storm pushes across and knocks everything down. You can fly on Tampa Bay when it's like Hall that, too. Booty, Good man. Lord. The days when me and the Bruno brothers used to get in the old uh, Hydra Sport and do about a buck 19 across <laughs> right outside of uh, Whedon Island there, hauling butt down by Mermaid's Point, <laughs> flying across there. And uh, killing a few pelicans on the way. But anyway, uh, we're out here broadcasting live. We invite you to come on out. It's going to be a beautiful day. And if you want to stop by G5, we have everything but ammo. ammo. No ammo. There's ammo in there. There's, There's got to be some. This is, no, 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 no. Not no. much. I mean, I, we are, I mean, ammo is so hard to get. Right I now. turned around. and the, Right now, if you're thinking about ever buying a gun, this, this, is, this is what I live for and what I plan for. You go in there. Right now, uh-huh. I can buy 300 Win Mag ammo. Yeah, it's we have on plenty, the shelf. We have plenty of 300. Have, there's plenty of 308. Yeah, lots of 308. Seven millimeter 08s in there. Got that? Yeah. Okay. All of it, everything I need for for you. Uh, but that's how I chose some of the calibers that I shoot. Is because of the availability of the ammo because nobody else is going to do no no it has to do with if you end up and they lose your luggage and you get off a plane and you need to go get some ammo what can you walk into most stores and find 30 odd six 30 70 maybe 300 win mag uh, in some areas 300 win mags much more prevalent 308 um, seven millimeter 08 is kind of tough in some areas 260 is it's like, you know, finding the uh, goose that lays a golden egg. But, <laughs> um, which, by the way, we have some coming in. But, 
Right now, of course, you know, two, two, three, five, five, six, oh. nine millimeter, forty-fours. You had forty-four mags, forty-four mags, forty-five long coat. But so no you're lying, Brayden. There's plenty. There's plenty of ammo. Not for everybody. What they're what they're what they fought for, for over Bill. the past three months. For Bill, it's good for Bill. For the past three months, I mean, trying to find nine, three eighty. Um, uh, we have we have plenty of forty. We've got, finally got some forty in, which it like comes in herds. It's like all of a sudden everything's dried up. They're like, we got plenty of 40. All right, we buy 40. And then so we put 40 on the shelf, and it's all gone. It's like then everybody comes in wanting 40, and we got nine or 380. It's like, it's like you can't get anything consistent. I mean, that's from distributors because manufacturers are backed up. You know, they got obligations with military, law enforcement, and all that other stuff, so they get priority. And then, you know, the civilian market is secondary. But uh, we have usually – these days, it's harder to find what you used to find everywhere, which is full metal jacket, you know, nine, or you know, range ammo type stuff. And that's what's drying up the, the quickest. Every once in a while, you know, you get defensive stuff in. But, man, you're not going to go spend $38 to go blow 20 rounds at the range. Uh, you know, that's that's crazy talk. Well, let me ask you this. For guys, you know, avid hunters, avid shooters, guns, do you trust the guys that pack their own? Yes. You mean reloaders? Yeah. Yes. If, 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 you know what? If you're doing it for yourself, you're usually pretty more meticulous about it. And so you're going to be uh, more consistent in what you do. You pay attention, you know, not to make any squibs or anything like that. But uh, there was. He doesn't know what a squib is. It's where you forget to put powder <laughs> in it. I knew that, actually, Bill. Okay, then yeah. you explain it. I don't know the whole whole explanation. Ah! I just do. There's no powder. Anyways, go ahead. Move That's on. That's like a typical man. I know that. There's, I, a, there's a primer in it. <laughs> you put primers in it, but you don't put powder in it, and you and you see the bullet in it. You go to the range. You're going bang, 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 pop. What was that? And you got to understand. Do now not the, fire another round. Now you understand the bullets only stuck. the bullets only made it about an inch or so down the barrel, depending on the size of the primer, but. Um, which people have done before, and then, you know, you're stacking or blowing up a, a firearm potentially. So in the old days, you had reloading companies that would just spit it out, and, you know, every once in a while you'd get a squib like that or something that, that wouldn't be good. And so people were like, oh, you can't buy reloaded. It's very unreliable and stuff. But other companies that made it, they suffered for it because, you know, what they, they think everybody does that. And that, that's not true. And uh, if you're reloading your own, though, but that's the other thing. I was talking to the guy in here. He goes, man, I, I got plenty of brass, but I can't find rounds. I can't find to reload. And the other thing I can't get is I can't find primers. That's the hardest thing to get now. So Primers off and on are, are very difficult to find. Yeah, so even reloaders are, are having a difficult time trying to get stuff and keep up, especially because you know it's going to happen. My buddy Bill here, he reloads, and I'll see if I can't get in to make me about a thousand rounds or whatever. I got my old brass, and here you go, and and you know Bill's over there going, okay, yeah, sure, I, I might be able to get to it. And so even guys who are friends of friends of reloaders, they're all being asked to make ammo for people as well. But uh, to get it consistently is a tough thing. And nowadays, in the age of, of social media and with uh, instantaneous phone calls with cell phones, as soon as you have a rack full of 9 millimeter, Gone. the first five guys that show up, they're all on their phones. Hey, Bill, 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 hey, they got they got ammo down here at uh, G5. No, they're limiting two boxes. All right. Well, hey, can I buy two for – no, he won't let me sell them, too, because you, you got to come get it yourself. All right. All right. All right. I'll tell him. I got a guy who's coming. He'll be here in like 10 minutes. 
And the next thing you know, they're all, and it's gone. Once it hits the streets, once the word's <laughs> out, it's like over. It's that's, over. That's insane. E- even my hidden, you know, every gun shop or really big gun enthusiasts that, that, that are not scrambling to put uh, pills in, an, in a gun they just purchased within the last three months, people that we know and people that's, you know, that buy throughout the year and are, are buying bulk because they're going to go do something out in – like when we'd go to Wyoming, I'd always buy in bulk and have it shipped there, so it was waiting for me. But even my bulk guys, my little hidden gems that I have, they're all out. Because, you know, now the word's on the street and friends of a friend. Hey, Bill, what's the name of that guy you get your ammo from? And you're like, yeah, you go. next thing you know, it's all gone. So we're, we're low on ammo. We can't use coins anywhere. <laughs> Why can't you What in God's name is going on? Because there's a shortage on coins. I, I don't know what's going on How with that. How is that even possible? Some stores Listen, are, are saying that, but other stores. Uh, if look, you one need up more the coins, here. just go to all the fountains and all the places. <laughs> <laughs> go in there get and them get back. you some. Get them back. I, I, I said, you know what? If everybody who had a penny jar yep. in the United States of America <laughs> went and turned it in at the bank, after about three days, the banks hey. would be going, Okay. No more change. No, okay. No, we don't want any more change unless you bring it in rolled and everything Make, else. I mean, it, don't do that. Make a public records request and pay for it in pennies. They do not appreciate. They do not appreciate that. <laughs> you know, you would think idea, that some though. some smart entrepreneur out there would. Uh, be buying everybody else's change and then hoarding it. And then but uh, how can we be short? We make them. Well, no, because they were saying but, that I mean, uh, we make it. But like the a mints penny, are closed down. Penny costs you more than a penny to even make. Well, pretty much that's true. Eh. Yeah, yeah, it's all that way. But just do so your get point. rid of the penny. And the copper, if you have just a copper penny, change. is actually worth more as copper than a penny. So let's just use a cheaper metal diet and just call it a day. They did. And then it still takes like two cents to make it. And then they rusted like in World War II with the steel pennies, uh, which I don't know. I think Vince has got the right idea, and so does Bill George. Go to all the fountains and everything else and get them all out. We'll, we could probably pay off the deficit. you know. And then you know? go to your piggy banks. I know I probably got like That's $70 worth of change sitting at the house right now. You know, when we, we, we came up with this brilliant idea when we would raise money when we do the uh, St. Jude's Radiothon on QYK. Uh, we started doing a thing where a lot of people can't afford to pay the $19 a month or whatever it is to sponsor someone for St. Jude's, but everybody has a penny jar. So we would literally say we'd be out somewhere, me and Walter Marine Corps Mills would be out somewhere, and people would bring in their their penny jars. And we literally had a coin machine right there that you put all the different bags on, you know, for all your different change, and you'd dump it in the top, and it would, you know, divide it all out and and separate it. We literally filled up like uh, three 50-gallon drums full of change. Couldn't even move the darn things, man. We had, to get, we had to get, uh, we had to get um, uh, forklifts to move the things and get them out to where they needed to go. We destroyed about six coin machines throughout the, throughout the entire drive. <laughs> because, you know, inevitably, you got, you know, you got to pour it in. There's a screen there, and you'd always find screws. 22s. I mean, I mean, everything. I, I can earrings, imagine 22s easy. <laughs> earrings, uh, rings. I mean, all kinds of stuff was always in there. 
All right, we're going to take a break, you guys. We're out here broadcasting live at G5 Feeding Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. We're out here for the Gator Seminar. It starts at 1030, goes until 1. We hope to see you out here. Hang on. We'll be back. Woohoo! We're back. Thinking Wild Outdoors, broadcasting live out of G5 Feed and Outdoors, 4960 U.S. Highway 92 West of Plant City. We hope to see you out here today for the uh, second annual Gator Seminar. Is that what you're officially calling it? Just the uh, Gator That's what's seminar? on the sign. Can't get any more official than that. Well, it can't get any more plain than that as well. I mean, yeah. you didn't call it the... Gator hunting extravaganza <laughs> or anything like that. As we were walking out last night, I looked over at the pond and how nice and uh, it's groomed and it's filling up nicely with all the rains and everything. And I thought to myself, you know, we should have done We should have had the FWC come out and bring an alligator, tape him up really good around the mouth and just do like a, like a greased hog thing. You throw it in there and the guy who catches it wins 100 bucks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why wouldn't that be fun? You jump in there, you could jump on that thing, and then get in there and you win yourself a hundred dollars. That'd be awesome. Like F- a little, little five footer. Yeah, the you know, nothing FWC big. FWC just posted uh, about nuisance alli- not necessarily nuisance alligators. About hey, there's alligators. You'll see them. They're small. They're moving around. You know, small ones aren't a threat. And next thing you know, you got people posting on there about. Yeah, they came and removed Junior from from the lake, and oh, we're going to be we're looking to get and figure out who called in on Junior, and he was he what was, are they going to do? Burn down their house? Vi- he was violated, <laughs> and he had duct tape put on his mouth. Yeah, and poor thing, taken away. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? You can go see Junior at probably your local restaurant in about uh, four weeks. So it'll it, all be good. You you know, want, that way, when you ingest him, he'll be with you forever. And as a, on a cellular level. And plus, you can't put the gator in there and wrestle the gator. That's, isn't that like molesting the animal? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say wrestle it. I said catch it. Man, you know those fools are going to wrestle around and want to roll with it underwater. You know, people are stupid, man. Just because the gator wants to roll, that's on him. That's hey, not on you. You got to know people are dumb. They're going to do stupid stuff. Hey, man, for 100 bucks, why well. not? <laughs> Taped up alligator, I'd jump in there and try to well. grab him. I'm not taking his arms and legs. You just tape up his mouth. So, you know, it's all good. So if you get you tail whipped, you're all right. Yeah, whatever. It's all good. Sign, sign this a, waiver. Sign a waiver. Sign this waiver here, please. Darn right. Jump in there. <laughs> no. Ready? All you kids ready? On your mark? Get set. Get him. You're like diving for the cross. That'd be awesome. <laughs> no. The Epiphany Gator. How awesome <laughs> would that be? I think that, that, would, that would be bigger than the 35 kids day jumping day. in. <laughs> Genie boppers? You, you go get, bring over uh, the, the, what? All those Greek boys or whatever. Well, <laughs> sure, we can dress Bill up in the in the cloth, and you can bless the gator. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, you know, hang a nice little uh, crucifix around him and say, uh, first, "Dude, that would be awesome." Listen, I, I tell you one thing: the people I really fo- feel for are the nuisance alligator trappers. They are sent into places where one family turns around and feeds the alligator, has the alligator named, which is illegal, loves, and loves the alligator but is doing it all harm by feeding it. Of course. And they want to see it stay. And then the other neighbor turns around, and it keeps coming up and trying to get their dog, and they want it gone. And that nuisance trapper has to go in there and thread that needle 
you know, politic-wise, too. So you got know. half the people calling him all kinds of Nazi names and the other half clapping. Yeah. Is that what it is? The yeah. guy I work with, he's, he lives over by Lake McGorry, and he's like, I got a pet alligator. I'm like, man, get out of here. You got a pet alligator. He pulls up this video. He's like, come here, Walter. Come here, Walter. There's a 12-foot gator. Whoop. Just come swimming towards that the shore. That is so bad. I'm that like, dude, so I go, you bad. need to stop doing that. Because he, what if some kid happens exactly. out there on the side of the lake and happens to be named Walter, and his sister's out there going, Mom, Walter's not getting away from the water. He's at the water's edge. Walter, come here. Get away from the water, Walter. Walter. <laughs> That's all she wrote. Bye-bye. I yeah. told him. I, saw, I told him the dangers of him. I'm like, dude, I go, you got littles running around. I mean, you can't be calling that alligator. No, because sooner or later, guess who's going to get called? The bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. The trapper's going to be called, and next thing you know, Walter is gone. And you know whose fault it is? Your boy. Yep. Because he's out there. Here, Walter, come on up here. They, let, me, let, me, let me scratch your snout. They are not your friends. They're not your pets. They're beautiful to watch. Leave them be in their, their natural habitat, you know? Yeah. But no marshmallows. No marshmallows. No chicken nuggets. You know. Well, no, I, no I, little puppies. I give you. I give you a great example. One of the one of the kids that works out here. He he said, "Hey man, let me show you something that happened the other night." And here's this gator on the road. Apparently, it got hit. Yeah. And the guy who hit it pulled over. Well, of course, now he pulls over because it's a dark, you know, road out in the middle of yeah. nowhere. And he said, "Are you guys all right?" And he's like, "Yeah, we." Uh, hit this alligator, I uh, killed it. And he said, are you sure it's dead? And he said, oh, it hasn't moved. It's sitting there moving. He says, well, you might want to just leave it alone and not mess with it because it may not be dead. And he goes, no, it's dead. And he went over and, like, went to pick up its tail. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it wasn't dead. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he had a really nasty uh, little chunk of hide taken off of uh, the side of his head where I guess he got hit and tumbled or whatever. But... You know, it's tough to kill an alligator. Now he's they alive. Take a and lot he's of abuse. Kicked off with and, a headache. And there has been people who have messed with said dead alligator. Yeah. Got bit, ended up in the hospital, and came to get a ticket. The officer would come into the hospital to give you a citation for messing with the alligator. Well, and that's it that's, has happened. Even you know, if you hit it, and you're trying to take it off the road. You're no, not no, supposed. No, no you're not you supposed can't to touch you're it. You're not. You can't molest it in any way. Leave it alone. And that's what uh, he was telling me. He's like, dude, really? you don't want to mess with that because you can be, you know, you, you should have just kept right on going. He's like, well, I just want to make sure my car was okay and I want to make sure it was dead and all that stuff, but it's in the middle of the road and I didn't want to leave it there for the next person. And he's like, dude, how, trust me, they're going to go around it or over it. It doesn't really matter if it's dead. How many, How many? oh, let's say 20-some-year-old kids are caught on the side of the road saying, oh, yeah, I was just trying to get this alligator off of the road, officer. We really weren't trying to get it. You know, well, first off, twenty-year-old kids these days wouldn't even know what an alligator is because they can't oh. get off their Xbox. You, you, listen, sure they did. Whoa, 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 whoa! The kid that I'm no, talking no. about is well, yeah. he—he's he, in St. Pete. That may be true in St. Pete. In Polk County, that's a different kid. <laughs> in Millburg Mil County, it's a different kid. That's what I'm saying. You know, this kid yeah. was—he uh, was out on hog hunting with his buddies, and they were on a little dark road, and that's when he came upon the car with its flashers on, and. It's in the middle of nowhere, so he did the right thing and pulled over. And uh, the guy was like, no, it's dead. I just want to get it off the road. And he goes, are you sure? Because, and, of course, it was not. And, of course, the guy who stops to hit the alligator doesn't watch any horror movies because that's how they start. Dark road, flashers, dead animal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it be. Something will take care of it. Buzzards yeah. or somebody or a big old semi. 
<laughs> they'll take care of it out on that road. Uh, we're broadcasting live out here at G5 Feeding Outdoors. we got the Gator Seminar coming up at 1030 is the official start. goes until 1 o'clock. All the uh, Gator questions, as what do you do if you hit an alligator on the road? If we haven't answered it sufficiently enough for you, Bill George would probably go into more detail if you would like. Bill, there's no gray area there? Gray area? Officer discretion. Right. You convince that officer you weren't trying to put him in the back of your vehicle? You know, there's there's a lot of people who've gotten citations who were out of their cars trying to yeah. move an alligator off of a road. And, and, huh. and I turn around one of the guys I used to work for. He told his kids, you can do a lot of things in life. You can shoot a deer. You can do be in the wrong place with the this and that. He says, you mess with an alligator. He says, I can't get you out of that trouble. Nope. That's like you messing know, with the it, that, is, that is a line that they just hold tight. That's like getting caught with too many ducks. It's a fed thing. You ain't getting that. Or, uh, you know, when you uh, get out on the field and you didn't know that there was cracked corn out there. You know, one of those things. Or you're on the beach and you want to go ride a manatee. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 pretty much, that pretty much covers that as well. You can't ride manatees? Uh, no, you can't pet them. You can't ride them. You can't feed them. You, can't, you can look at them. Well, that's really amazing because uh, when I see all these people who Bill's thinking, <laughs> uh, when I see all these people who come down for the springs every year, and they're posting pictures of them, uh, you know, feeding the manatees and scrubbing the manatees and swimming with the manatees and holding on to the manatees, and all their friends are uh, talking back, going, "Oh, I just can't wait to get down there again next year and, and do the same thing. It would be so much fun to do that." That is called molestation. Yeah, yeah, man, it's one of those things that you're not supposed to do. But that's why we have this show. And there is no gray area on that one, Bill. None. No. I thought if the manatee approached you. It can bump you and touch you, but you cannot touch it back. You sure? Pretty positive. <laughs> oh, pretty positive. That's not a sure. Yeah, I'm 100%, Look, Craig, I'm 100% positive. <laughs> what? I'm Welcome. getting the look from Braden. What? Welcome into Manatee Talk. We'll continue it after the top of the hour break. <laughs> right before Palmetto's. I guess. Palmetto Berries. Yeah, let's get on that one and drive Glenn absolutely insane. <laughs> no, uh, we are at G5 Feeding Outdoors. Come by and see us. 9460 U.S. Highway 92 West to Plant City. We're going to take a break for the top of the hour. Hour two's coming up. Stay right here. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. I'm Brandon Ford.